Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of a Trophy Life podcast. I'm your host, Bob Rathbun, coming to you from Atlanta, wishing you and yours the best. A big podcast ahead this week. We'll be chatting with Debbie Antonelli, ESPN's women's college basketball analyst. She's got a big weekend coming up in her driveway. We'll be talking about that. Also get her take on the Hall of Fame weekend that is upon us and the coaching changes in college basketball. So that's all coming up on the Trophy Life podcast. We begin with our news and notes presented by Jersey Mike's, and we begin with the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. This is the big weekend. The class of 2020 will be inducted this weekend. This is the ceremony that was moved from last year because of the pandemic, and this is, of course, headlined by Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, and Kevin Garnett. Two great men's coaches will go in, Eddie Sutton and Rudy Tomjanovich, from the Women's Committee, and we'll get Debbie's take on this in just a minute with great stories on Barbara Stevens and Kim Mulkey and the great Tamika Ketchings. We'll talk about all that with Debbie in just a moment. Also, we'll get her take on the coaching changes for Baylor and LSU with Kim Mulkey. So interesting that this is her Hall of Fame weekend. We'll talk with Debbie about moving over to LSU and Nikki Collin leaving the Atlanta Dream to take over in Baylor. So all that's coming up on our interview section in just a moment. One other coach's uh, bit of news to tell you about this week in our news and notes, and that is Lindsey Gottlieb, who leaves the Cleveland Cavaliers as an assistant coach to return to college basketball and return to the Pac-12. She's the former head coach at Cal, and now she is rejoining the ranks of being a college head coach in the Pac-12 at Southern California. That news coming down earlier in the week. Our conversation with Debbie Antonelli. But first, this from Jersey Mike's. Jersey Mike's would like to dedicate the next three seconds to our new grilled portobello mushroom and Swiss sub. Trust us, it tastes good too, because fresh ingredients make a sub above. I am so proud of this podcast because we play great defense. You would never know that, just tuning in week after week, but we D it up because we're the only podcast in America that can shut down Debbie Antonelli for 15 minutes to talk about basketball. She's moving a million miles an hour, and we got her. Debbie, how are you? Oh, my gosh, my friend, Bob. You know I love you. Thank you so much. You're so funny. You're leading with defense. I'm scratching my head. What? <laughs> exactly. Well, your big weekend is here. Uh, your big fundraiser, your nothing but net, 24 hours of uh, raising money for Special Olympics. The first question I got to ask is, how did this all come about? For those listening on the podcast who are not familiar, what is this and how did it all start for you a couple years back? Well, first of all, Bob, thank you so much for inviting me on the podcast. Uh, I, I've been a guest of yours in the past, and uh, it's so kind of you to include me today, uh, especially to talk about this wonderful cause for Special Olympics. Uh, you know, one of my catchphrases on the air is shoot till your arm falls off. And I'm literally trying to do that in my own driveway to create awareness and raise money for Special Olympics. So 24 hours of nothing but net. I will make 100 free throws on the top of every hour starting May 15 at noon for 24 straight hours. So at the end of 24 hours, I've made 2,400 free throws. And I hope we've raised a lot of money and a lot of awareness in our third year. 
Uh, our first two years, we raised over $210,000, and our goal this year is another $100,000 for Special Olympics. Outstanding. And fans can watch you, correct? That's right. The whole 24 hours is on live stream on YouTube and Facebook. All you have to do is go to 24 hours, nothing but net, and you can find us and tune in because it's entertaining. It's I'll shoot at the top of the hour. It takes me somewhere between 10 and 15 minutes. And then we have all this outstanding programming uh, with a lot of pre-taped and live interviews that's very entertaining. So if you can give me a penny for every free throw I make, that's $24 for Special Olympics and 24 hours of live stream, including like Mia Hamm, Dabo Sweeney, um, a lot of coaches across the South Carolina, including football coaches Shane Beamer, uh, Shane Beamer at South Carolina, Dave Doring at NC State, Buzz Williams from Texas A&M, the basketball coach, and Dawn Staley. we got an incredible lineup of great coaches, great entertainers, a lot of film stars, movie stars. It's amazing the lineup that we've been able to create in a short time. And what time do you get started Saturday? So I'm going to start at noon on Saturday. Um, the police and the fire from Mount Pleasant will run the torch into my yard, Bob. We will light the cauldron for 24 hours, man, and then it's everything just under the circus tent, buddy. I mean, anything goes. <laughs> I love it. Now, i got to let you know, I'll be tuning in early Sunday morning. I think the Hawks game Sunday is going to be a noon start uh, against Houston. So I'll be up at the crack of dawn to get ready. So I will, first thing, Tune in like around 5, 6 a.m. on Sunday morning. See how it's going. So, oh, yeah. you know, when I. is uh, I'm interviewing Mary Davis, the CEO of Special Olympics, all the way from Ireland. Oh, wow. Fantastic. Well, we look forward to it. Best of luck. And I know that everybody listening here will uh, do everything they can to contribute and tune in and be a part of this. Uh, we also have to get your take on what's going on uh, in the basketball world. And I wanted to ask you first and foremost, as it's Hall of Fame weekend, we'll get to the inductees in a minute, but one, of course, is going to be Kim Mulkey. Now, this is a, the group that was going to go in last year. Uh, they got pushed back because of the pandemic. And, of course, the uh, Kobe and Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett are the big headliners. But on the women's side, this is equally a big weekend uh, for Tamika catching somebody that we both know dearly and you intimately well, Kim Mulkey and Barbara Stevens. But let me ask you first about Kim, your take on her leaving Baylor and going to LSU. I am so excited, not just for Kim or for LSU or the SEC, but I'm excited for women's basketball in general. And here's why. LSU didn't just check a box and hire a coach. They went after an investment that they know is going to bring a return. Here's what's going to happen in the first year, Bob. They've already sold over 2,500 season tickets with Kim just in their first couple of weeks on the job. So she's getting after it from a fan standpoint. They're going to love the style of play. They're going to win. And the way the women's tournament is set up, they will probably host first and second round. The PMAC will be hopping. They're going to be a Sweet 16 team every year. So it's an investment, not just a check of the box. It's a big-time move. We've never had this happen in the women's game, and I can't wait to watch it play out because Kim Mulkey is the perfect personality to shake, rattle, and roll down there in uh, Baton Rouge. <laughs> and going back home to Louisiana. She sure is, and, and she she understands the, the people of, of that community, she grew up, she's one of them, and they love her. And 
uh, they're going to win, and they're going to win big, and the investment is definitely going to make a return. She's getting paid a lot of money, but she's going to make it up. Well, just like Nick Saban, you know, it's a fraction of what he brings into Alabama. So it's a it's a great investment. You're exactly right, and we wish her well. We love her. And taking her place at Baylor, Nikki Collin. And this was a selection that surprised a lot of people because the WNBA training camp for her Atlanta Dream already underway. They approached Nikki, and lo and behold, she ends up leaving the Dream to go to Baylor. Your thoughts on that move? Well, I think it's a, a big move for Nikki and her husband, Tom, and their three kids. I think it's a, a little bit more a stable and secure environment for Nikki, and I think she'll have success there. Um, the Big 12 is an interesting league. You know, Kim and Baylor have dominated for so long, and with the hire of Vic Schaefer, you could say the same things that I just said about Kim Mulkey going to LSU with what Texas did with Vic Schaefer. It's an investment, expecting a return. I think Nikki Collin is a terrific coach. I know she's a great strategist. They will play a completely different style offensively than what Baylor had played in the past. And I think for her and her family, um, moving her kids to a community where she can raise her family in Waco, you know how much Kim loves the Waco community and how fondly she spoke of raising her family there. So I think it's a really good move for Nikki. It's a a little bit um, startling, that the timing of it, but um, big jobs like this only come around, like, you know, not so often. So uh, it's a, a, a wonderful opportunity for Nikki, and I, I wish her well. Let's talk about Hall of Fame weekend. Uh, let's start with Barbara Stevens. I, I've never met Barbara, uh, sadly, uh, but uh, amazing coach. Uh, in D2 for years, won over 1,000 games, primarily up in the uh, in Northeast. She, she was at uh, D2 at Bentley forever. Uh, do you know Barbara? And if so, tell us about her. I do know Barbara, and she doesn't. She hasn't met you, is what you should be saying, Bob. Not that you haven't met her. Um, she's she is exactly um, what you would expect in a teacher that happens to have an outlet that is basketball. She is a great personality uh, with a great demeanor, who knows how to win and gets the most out of her players. D2 basketball on the women's side is very competitive. And so to win the way she's been able to win certainly merits her induction into the Naismith Hall of Fame because she's done things that no one else has ever done in D2. And the D1 uh, opportunities did come, and she did consider, but she was happy doing what she loved at Bentley, and she had great success. And sometimes there's a lot to be said for that, right? You don't always have to be at the very highest level to be able to enjoy or have success doing what you do. And, you know, I've known several of her players that have played for her, and I can honestly say that she reminds me a lot of my coach, Kay Yao, and her delivery and her ability to win and her ability to get people to do the best that they can do. Now, Kim and Barbara will be going in as coaches. Going in as a player is the great Tamika Catchings, and over the years you got to know Tamika first, of course, at Tennessee, but uh, on a professional level, uh, calling the Indiana Fever games, uh, I think a lot of people know about her story, Debbie, but uh, you're talking about one of the all-time great human beings that's ever walked in the game of, of basketball, and I'm just so happy for her. Tamika is class, and I have covered her in college, but the 18 years that I spent with the Indiana Fever were all the years that Tamika played, and it was uh, remarkable 
how instrumental she was in building that franchise into a WNBA champion. And it took many years, but her resolve, her ability to play multiple positions, her ability to score, her, her defense, I think the Defensive Player of the Year Award should be named after her. I've tried to get that done on the air many times because I think that much of the way she could impact the game. She was really the the ultimate two-way player in the WNBA. And then there's the, the class part of her as a, a as a human being. Uh, overcome disability, uh, hearing loss as a child, figured out a way to make basketball her outlet. Her story is absolutely incredible. I don't know anybody that doesn't like her. And if I may, I'm just going to tell you one really quick story about Tamika that sort of sums up who she is. Sure. I'm, I'm doing an Indiana Fever game, and they're playing a game uh, when Tina Charles was with the Liberty. And Tina Charles is, um, you know, one of the all-time greats as well, one of the, the top 25 players of all time in the history of the league. And Tina gets frustrated in the game, gets a couple of technical fouls, gets tossed, and she did not have good body language when she left the floor, and that's pretty much all I'll say, okay? <laughs> after Very game, well put. After the game, I am driving. Or actually, no, I'm walking back to my hotel, and Tamika has, it drives by and pulls over. And I said, what's going on, Tamika? She said, well, I was just on my way home. I said, how are you doing? She said, good. I, you know, the Indiana won. I said, well, well what, where, where were you? Because it was kind of late, and she doesn't really go out after the game. So I was like, what was going on? Where were you? She said, well, I was on my way home, and I saw Tina Charles walking on the sidewalk. So I pulled over, and I said, Tina, get in. So Tina Charles gets in Tamika's car. Tamika says, I told Tina that she had a greater responsibility than what she displayed on the floor and that she needed to hold herself to a higher level, that Tamika was counting on her, that Tamika knows about the defibrillators that, that Tina had put in all these schools in the New York and Connecticut area to be able to help in case somebody had an emergency. And that was sort of her thing. And so Tamika goes through this whole thing with me about what she said to T Tina. And I was absolutely floored. Here is one of the all-time greats telling another one, having the courage to say, as a leader, you need to behave better and do more because the fans are counting on you and so are we. And she said very simply that Tina was very appreciative and thankful and told Tamika that she wouldn't do that again. Wow. That's Tamika Ketchings. What a great story. Yeah, that is. That is her. She is amazing. Uh, and so are you. Um, and you you told me you're going to give the uh, – commencement speech what is going on at your alma mater nc state well, well nc state has a virtual commencement for their student athletes so the senior graduating student athletes uh have a ceremony tonight and they've asked me to give the speech sort of like the commencement speech i don't know if it's a full commencement i wouldn't really i don't know how else to say it but i it's one of the all-time honors of my life that boo corrigan called me and said hey we really want you to do this and I'm, I'm so proud of my alma mater. I'm particularly proud of all student athletes for what they've been through this year and how they've come out on the other side. It wasn't what we all anticipated a senior year to look like, but it certainly is something that they all can learn from and grow from. And, you know, I'm trying to put the words together. Bob, you got any, uh, any advice for me? You got any words of wisdom yourself? <laughs> uh, I, far be it from me to help you give a speech. 
Uh, you'll knock it out of the park, as you always do. But uh, we both have college-aged kids, so my advice would be keep it brief. <laughs> yes, it will be a, a quick five to seven minutes, uh, and that will be it. <laughs> yes, that's a good idea. You're right. They don't, and my kids, they could care less that I'm giving a commencement speech to kids that are the same age as they are. They're like, really? I love it. Well, Debbie, thanks for slowing down for a couple of minutes to join us. Uh, what a big weekend. What, a, you know, the Hall of Fame for friends of yours and the, the things that you're doing for Special Olympics just uh, are amazing, and uh, we're help, happy that we could help promote it just a little bit for you and hope that people will donate and tune in, and, and we can't wait to catch up again when we crank up the new season. Bob, you always help. You're always a supporter. You're always great counsel. You're always great advice. If I told everyone how long we'd be friends, uh, been friends, that would age us both. We don't want anybody to really know how many no. decades it is, but... You know I love you, and I appreciate you so much, and thank you for taking time from your schedule to include me. And this is a big weekend, and I'm pulling for everyone, especially my dear friend Tamika Catchings. Okay. Debbie, thank you so much, and uh, take care. Uh, we'll be rooting for you this weekend, and can't wait to catch up soon and in person next time. You got it, Bobby. That's going to do it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Make sure you leave a rating and a review. Helps us get the word out to college basketball fans everywhere of the men's game, the women's game, and our Naismith Awards 52 weeks a year. Thanks for joining us from all of us here at the Naismith Awards from Atlanta. Bob Rathbun saying so long.